welcome to the One in One podcast, where a below average podcaster chats with an above average athlete. I'm your host, Bridget B. My guest today is Anna Kessler, who played basketball at William & Mary from 2011 to 2015, and currently works as co-owner of Sweat Pittsburgh. Anna, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Of course. So, Anna, you grew up in Mount Lebanon, Pennsylvania, which is very close to Pittsburgh. Are you a big Steelers fan? I am. I, um, I mean, I, you know, we all in Pittsburgh, if you're not a Steelers fan, it's it's kind of weird. Everyone <laughs> celebrates the games together and enjoys getting together for the Sunday football game. Nice, nice. Yeah, you guys have a lot of Super Bowls. I'm, I'm uh, jealous of that. <laughs> yeah, we have quite a few. <laughs> so now you're the youngest of three kids, and all of you played basketball. Your brother Jeff played a few years at Princeton, and your sister Katie played at Allegheny College. So did you get into basketball through your older siblings? I did. I did. Um, my siblings, you know, kind of carried the torch there. They um, were both shooting guards. Um, and obviously, we'll talk about how more so I was a point guard and creating more assists and um, creating the shots, whatever you want to call it. But they were really big shoes to fill, for sure. But it was definitely when I got into it. My father um, coached them here and there throughout their career and brought me to all their games. And it was a really, really cool experience and something that I wanted to experience as well. So you could say that that was truly the only sport that I ever thought of playing. And maybe I dabbled here and there in my younger years with, you know, middle school volleyball, things like that. But basketball was truly the one sport that I played through, um, you know, grade school and through the AAU during the summer. Nice, nice. Now, what's the age difference between you and your siblings? My sister is seven years older than me, and my brother is five years older. Oh, wow, okay. I was going to ask if you had ever played with your sister, but obviously that's too much of an age difference. Even if you were really good and played up, that's uh, still too much of an age difference. (laughs) Yeah, no, we never were um, on the same team. We weren't. Unfortunately, it would have been... I've actually never thought about that, um... So it's interesting you say that it would have been really awesome to get to play with her. She was a really phenomenal player. Yeah. Now, did she also play at Mount Lebanon High School? She did. Nice. You actually grew up playing basketball with someone else I've had on the podcast, Madison Cable, who went on to play at Notre Dame. Yeah, but my best friend, for sure. Oh, She's nice. You guys still keep in touch? I actually just saw her two nights ago. Oh, wow. That's funny. <laughs> Yeah, she doesn't live here anymore. Um, she actually lives in Madison, Wisconsin, um, and she was visiting for the weekend. You mentioned that you played AAU. How old were you when you started playing? Oh, gosh. Um, I was in second grade. I remember when I started playing basketball. I was in second grade, and I played up on like the third grade team because there wasn't a second grade team, um, and it was at our... Catholic school that I was going to at the time. Um, yeah, that was my first ever time playing in a, a uh, basketball game. Nice, nice. Now, as you got older, you started playing for the Western Pennsylvania Bruins. Did you guys travel a lot for that program? We did. Um, we actually started as the Jots, and because 
of the Western PA Bruins having such a significant name in AAU, we switched the name over and became part of that program um, with the same group of girls. And um, that name really allowed us to get into the tournaments that showcased some of the best athletes in the nation. And it was such an amazing experience getting to play against some of these girls that now you see on TV playing in the WNBA. Yeah, it was quite an experience. That's amazing. And was Kayla McBride on your team? Do I have that right? She was. I miss her dearly, and I have not been able to connect with her just for the sake of life. You know, we let time fly by. But, um, yeah, she basically used to live at my family's house through the summers so that she could practice it so she didn't have to drive back and forth from Erie. So, um, yeah, she was... We would joke that she was, like, part of our family, and she was, like, my sister. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, she's in the WNBA now, playing for the Las Vegas Aces. Uh, do you watch the games? You know, I have not, and that's totally on me for not doing it. Um, I actually don't even have cable at my house. <laughs> oh, you cut the cord. I know, <laughs> I did cut the cord. I have Apple TV, and that's about it. I will pop on a show here and there, but, um, no, I... I, that is something I need to make the time for, is watching her play, for sure. Yeah, pretty good AAU team, wow. Pretty good, as yeah. a point guard, too, pretty good person to pass to. I'm sure she really uh, gave you a lot of assists. Yeah, and she made my life easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always nice to have a good shooter to pass to. Yeah, no, she was, she was always, like, able to just, like, flow into creating the spaces on the floor for herself and just, like, arrive to the space where I could just lob it to her for whether it be, like, a bump out three or, you know, a fast break to the hoop. You know, it's just when you have athletes like that, um, like Madison, like Kayla, working with you on the court, it's just, like, so fluid and so it makes the experience really memorable. Absolutely. And where was the furthest you would travel for an AAU tournament? Do you remember? Um, I believe the furthest that we traveled was Arizona. It's pretty far. Yeah, we would travel very, very far um, for these games, but they were, I would not have changed any of them. Um, They were seriously incredible. Um, We had a really solid team, and by no means did we have, you know, Giants, you know, under the hoop. Um, but the way that we played together was really special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, team um, chemistry is everything. Yeah, it was. And so it just made these trips and experiences so amazing because we would go out to dinner and try to find, like, fun things to do, go to amusement parks. And we made it much more than just showing up to games while we would play you know, a decent amount of games a day during these tournaments. It, those experience outside of the games really created a strong connection for us. And honestly, those experiences are, are what you probably remember more than the games themselves. Am I right? Oh, absolutely. We still talk about those stories. Um, the girls and I will still get together, say, whenever they're home during Christmas break, and we'll try to do a dinner or a brunch or something, and that's all we talk about. Oh, that's awesome. Now, for high school, you go to the public school, Mount 
Lebanon, where you have an amazing career. You helped Mount Lebanon win three straight state championships, which range from your sophomore to your senior year. Can you describe that experience? Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's, again, something very special. And those girls too, it was just a very strong bond. And again, playing with Augusta Madison, um, we just had a really good group of girls that on the court, it was a strong connection because outside of the court, you know, we could just flow. Um, and being able to win three state championships was surreal. Um, some days I'm like, no, that didn't happen. But, <laughs> <laughs> and then people ask, you know, like, you know, kind of hold off a little bit. Like they ask how your career was or, you know, how was your team in high school? Because it's such a big thing around um, the South Hills here. And, you know, I go to say, well, yeah, we won three stage championships. And they're like, oh, wow, okay. So you guys were pretty good. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we weren't bad. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this might be a hard question to answer, but do you have a favorite title out of those three years? I would have to say that it was our our senior year. Um, You know, they all have a big impact, Mm -hmm. you know, all three of them, but... Um, something about that last game is one that we always talk about um, our senior year. Just It really came down to the buzzer. Um, oh, wow. And I was actually guarding the girl on the other team who had the ball, and they set up for her to drive to the hoop. And I literally was scared for my life that the refs, no matter what, were going to call a foul. Oh. You know, just about, you just don't know. And she ended up driving the hoop and putting up a layup, missed it. Luckily, the rest didn't call us out. And I literally, my mind blacked out once I got the ball. And I launched it down the other side of the court. And the next thing I know, like, the game is over and we won. (laughs) Wow. That's amazing. Did you just launch it down the end of the court just to get, like, the time off the clock? I just wanted it away from their side of the court no matter what, and I saw um, Emma Palacano, uh, she was a junior that year. Um, I launched it down to her to just get it away from their side of the court because I knew that, you know, by that time there wasn't enough time for them to get it back and or um, she didn't know that we like, didn't need another basket or anything, so she just took it down the court and just put a layup <laughs> at the end of the game. <laughs> like, but it was like the eruption of our fans and of the team was incredible. Like while the once the other years were obviously so great as well, this one was just something special mm-hmm. because of the way that it came down to that last moment and just it being our senior year and finishing our season with that title just meant so much. Yeah, that must be pretty cool. Your The last game of your high school career is not only a win, but a state championship win. Not many people can say that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was, there was no better way to go out. For sure. 
No, I mean, your high school was really good. You guys were nationally ranked, which I think is impressive for any public school, right? Because you have these private schools that can get kids from anywhere. But Mount Lebanon High School is just the kids from the area. I believe you were, Mm -hmm. you ranked as high as seventh your junior year in 2010, which is, like, Mm -hmm. like I said, just really impressive. Yeah. No, we were very, very fortunate to have the talent that we had um, because they didn't have anyone from, you know, like you said, out of the area. It was very local-based. It was just the Mount Lebanon community. Um, we were blessed to have the girls that we had on our team all four years that I played. You know, we went to the state championship my freshman year. Um, didn't pull it out. We didn't win that one. But we came back for the last three and won them all. And, you know, that doesn't happen. It really doesn't. Um, every year we had a solid group of seniors. Absolutely. And the program is really good. It's not only you and Madison that went on to play in college. I believe a couple kids older than you and younger than you also went to colleges to play. Oh, yeah. Um, both the Dave sisters, uh, Lauren Arbigas, a bunch of girls um, ahead of me. And then, yeah, like, with Massey, Emma Palatano, um, Kelly Johnson, a bunch of people below us, and even girls that, you know, after that. It, yeah, every year we had girls going and playing in college, which I feel like, uh, you know, maybe years before that, it wasn't quite the case. So there was something about that time period that was really special. Yes, yeah, solid program. Yeah, yeah. So what was the recruiting process to college like for you? Um, most of the recruiting, I would say, happened um, for AAU, uh, through AAU, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was interesting. I mean, you would get letters at some, like a young age, and it was just like really exciting, but you didn't really know what to do with it. It's like, well, I'm not even thinking about college yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was, it was really exciting to feel, you know, that these schools wanted you. Um, I was getting letters from all around the country, and that's typically how it goes. You know, girls go to these tournaments, and you start getting letters from a bunch of colleges. You go to a school tournament, you get the letter from their college. Um, but I started to narrow it down as I came into my junior year. I was really looking into going to Wisconsin Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And it really came down to them, Duquesne, and William and Mary. Um, I would say the top two were William and Mary and Wisconsin Green Bay. Um, Wisconsin Green Bay had an amazing program. I really loved the coach. The girls were amazing during my uh, visit to them. Um, I just could not get my mind around the underground tunnels to walk the class because it was so cold. <laughs> yeah, it's very cold in Wisconsin. No, I'm just kidding. That, was, that wasn't really the reason. It was more so William Mary. I just couldn't pass it up. I couldn't. Um, the academics there, I knew I wasn't going to be playing basketball after college. The reality of it, mm-hmm. I... Um, it wasn't going to happen, not because I don't think I was good enough to. Um, I just knew that I had to 
different goal at the end of my college career. Um, and I just couldn't pass up the opportunity to have a documentation that I graduated from William Mary. So, um, well, you know, I look back and I think what my career would have been at Wisconsin, you know, but um, I'm really happy with the decision that I made to go to William Mary. And that's a very mature decision that you made in high school, already thinking past college. And you're right, a degree from William and Mary, it's a great school in Virginia. It goes a long way. It really does. And I definitely give my parents props for that. They really challenged us to succeed in academics. Um, obviously, my brother going to Princeton, Allegheny College is a high academic school as well, my sister played at. Um, so that was just something that they really made us feel was important when it came to school. You know, it's much more than the sports. It's much more than the social life. It is like the academic. Um, it's a way of like learning and just expressing yourself through your knowledge that you continue to grow, continue to develop. Um, so it was definitely something that they um, put into the household is do well in school and you will go places. Yeah, and clearly you guys did. We'll talk more about that. William and Mary is in the Colonial Athletic Conference. Did you guys have a main rival? I would say our main rival um, was Delaware. Okay, interesting. Yeah, that was one that, um, yeah, it was always a tough game. We would play against Elena Deladon. Um, oh, yeah, that's but, right. You know, you're a little bit younger, but, yeah, she was still there when you were playing. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It was always an experience playing them, but they were definitely um, one of our biggest rivals to play against. Nice, nice. No, I have to ask, I know you wouldn't have been covering her just because you're a point guard and she's, you know, more of a, a wing, but did you ever get switched on her and you had to defend her? I would never get switched up to guard her, thank goodness, because <laughs> that just would not have gone well. A uh, little height difference, but um, we would do a boxing one um, or some type of zone whenever she was in the game. Um, so, say whoever was playing on her, maybe I would help out because I was on the elbow or something like that. Um, so I would play defense on her, but thank goodness I was never having to, you know, play man on her and get accidentally switched. <laughs> Did you guys ever get the win against Delaware while she was there? You obviously had a couple of years where you were still playing and she wasn't there where I'm sure you got some wins. Yeah. You know, I can't even recall. We'll say I'm yes. To, okay. Well, yeah. We'll say yes. Probably <laughs> not. But <laughs> um, I think it came close a couple of times that I feel like we didn't pull it up. I could be so wrong on that. So I don't have an answer for you there. That's okay. But yeah, I mean, Delaware gave a lot of exposure for your conference because when Elena was there, you know, they were making it all the way to the Sweet 16. Yeah, it was a, a really uh, great thing to have. Delaware in the Colonial Conference because it gave us so much exposure since they did so amazing and they, you know, went on to the tournament. Um, so I don't like having to say that, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, sorry, we're talking was, too uh, much on your rival. 
Yeah, even though they're our rivals, I'll, I'll give them that. It was nice to have them. It gave our conference some good exposure, so definitely a positive. Nice, nice. Now, how was your transition from high school basketball to college basketball? Because, you know, you're going from a program where you rarely lost in high school to William & Mary. That's a, a great a great school, a great athletic program, but you guys struggled a bit while you were there. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a transition, something I wasn't used to. Um, but I feel like a lot of the girls weren't really used to that. You know, we all were the top players or top few players of our team coming into a Division One program. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that it, because of that, it caused probably a lot of frustration, which caused a lot of um, not separation of us girls. I think the energy, we could just feel it, even though we all were friends off the court as well. So it was definitely interesting to to feel a disconnect in some way. Um, but we also had two different coaches during my time. I had um, one coach my first two years and a second coach my second two years. And, you know, that transition is tough too. Um, sure. Learning a new, um, a new coach's dynamic and, you know, just making that shift is challenging as well. So, you know, while it wasn't maybe what I had hoped for, um, there was a lot that I learned from it. So I, you know, wouldn't change anything because it would have changed who I am today. So yeah, it's a great way to look at it. And I mean, you did have a great career, though. I mean, I know freshman year, you didn't play as much, but your sophomore, junior and senior year, you started a lot. And you also led the team and assists for a lot of those years. And what I think is really cool is you had more assists than points, which is really important as a point guard, because you need someone like that on the team that's not like looking for their shot, more looking to get people open for shots. Yeah, no, I, I've always definitely been that type of player to um, create assists and look for my teammates um, more so than myself. I think that's honestly a personal thing too, uh, especially something that I was, I've always been like all through growing up, whether it was on the court or outside of the court. Um, yeah, it, it took some time for me to create a personal development change of putting myself first in some aspects of my life. So I think back then it really just carried over onto the court that I was always looking for those around me to, um, to find their shot. And um, it just created such a, a vibe on the court whenever in college I also had a girl that I would easily look look towards and she was actually my best friend in college and I'm actually going to be in her wedding next year um Kyla Kerstetter nice another one things where you just have your people on the court where you just add and flow with and it just makes the experience so enjoyable so I don't know for me it was more important to create the assist than it was to get my shot and I knew that I wasn't the best shooter on the court so how can I get our team to succeed um, with what I'm strong at? 
Absolutely. And honestly, point guards like you are my favorite type to watch. Thank you. I appreciate that. Of course. One thing I have to bring up is it's kind of funny because you didn't lose a lot in high school, but one of your losses came to a, came to a team where a future William & Mary teammate was on uh, in Emily, Emily Carreal. Oh, yeah. I love them, even though we did, yeah, lose to them <laughs> in high school. Yeah, but she's a, a great player. She's another one I could, like, lob it up to. She has such long arms and... Like, she's so funny. I love her. But <laughs> Nice. Does she bring uh, it up, though, that she beat you? Oh, for sure. <laughs> but, you know, what's one game compared to some state championships, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> I like that. Definitely we're not happy about the games that we lost in high school, but, you know, we had to get over them in order to move on to the next game. Absolutely. And, but, you know, your senior year in 2015, William & Mary has the best record of your four years there. You get, the, you get further in the CAA tournament, and you guys get into the, the Women's Basketball Invitational postseason tournament. So, pretty good way to go out. Yeah, absolutely. I can't say that I had anything to do with that, but um, hopefully that my energy did. Um, I had a partially torn disc in college. Ooh. I actually didn't find out until like right before my senior year, but I believe I had it a good portion of my junior year as well. Um, it was very painful. So <sighs> Sounds yeah, painful. It, it, was, it was not fun whatsoever. <laughs> but, you know, like I said, everything happens for a reason. I think that maybe that was necessary. And again, I wouldn't be where I am today if that didn't happen. Um, but the girls pulled it off, and I was able to be there throughout the journey, cheering them on, and they were able to get some wins in there and get invited to that invitational afterwards, and that's amazing. All right, so you graduate in 2015. You graduate with a degree in commercial real estate. Mm-hmm. You, go back, you go back to the Pittsburgh area, and you work in real estate for a while, but you change career paths and decide to go into business with your sister. Can you explain what it is you guys do and how you got into it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Best decision I've ever made, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Um, So whenever I graduated, my sister was working at, um, she was just instructing um, at a small studio around here while she was also a a teacher um, in grade school. So I started going to her classes, got into it that way. And during that time, she always had a vision of opening her own studio someday. And a couple of years later, we had the opportunity to open up um, our studio, which is actually in one of our family's commercial developments. Um, <laughs> and why I got into commercial real estate, because eventually I do want to get back into that ownership side of commercial real estate, but I really wanted to understand the other side of it as well, which is why I started in brokerage. Nice. But anyway, so we knew that the property was going to be there, but it wasn't built yet. Um, so she always had the vision of having a studio um, like Sweat Pittsburgh, and um, what we do is all of the concepts that we teach there are yoga, golf, yoga, bar, 
power, which is a heavier lifting class, dance, and cycle, everything we do is to the beat of the music. So you allow your body to just feel the movements as you flow with the music while you're sculpting whatever class that you're in, while you're on your bike and moving to the beat, doing some choreography on the bike to enhance, um, you know, the core and the upper body as well as the lower body. Um, it just was the concept that we had somewhat experienced by going to other cities like New York that are so advanced with studio-based classes with the fitness industry. And she always felt that that was something we were missing in the Pittsburgh area, was that studio boutique-like concept of you walk in and you just like feel like you're in a different world because you get to walk into a studio with the music going on and just kind of losing yourself for a moment where it's not just about the workout. It's almost like it's more so about your mind, kind of releasing whatever stressors are going on in your day and getting that time for yourself and just letting go. So she always wanted to create that, and she always wanted to create something like that to build such a strong community, which she has done a fantastic job of. Um, And I'm very fortunate that after a year of being open, um, while I was still working in commercial real estate at the time. I overlapped that with the studio for about a year and I could not do both. It was very time consuming and I felt like I spread myself a little too thin mm-hmm. to the point where I wasn't doing one particular thing well. I was just kind of chasing after my life at that point. And I just said, you know what? I would rather do the studio stuff and she had actually asked me during that time if I wanted to just come on and do it full-time and be, you know, a partner in the business with her. So I am very, very fortunate that she presented that opportunity to me, and I couldn't say no. So um, once we made it, made sense of it, I was able to step away from the commercial real estate side and take this on full-time. So, um yeah, it, it's been incredible. That is so awesome. How is it, though, working daily with your sister? It's great. I mean, you know, we have had our moments in the past where uh, maybe frustrations were arising, but I think we've really dove into this whole mindfulness thing and creating um, a really strong communication relationship that it's really helped our relationship even outside of the studio. Um, We're really working well together to continue to create new concepts and to continue to build the community. Now we have a virtual platform because we've had to bring that on during this time um, of the pandemic and we had to shut down for a couple months. Um, so it gave us the opportunity to build a virtual platform that we're now going to continue with. So, you know, we have, we've had these challenges, but I think because we've been able to create such a strong communication, um, platform, not only just us two, but the rest of our instructors, it's really made the experience working with her really enjoyable 
and exciting. Yeah, you're proving the people that say don't mix business with family wrong. Obviously, you guys are doing a great job. Yeah, it it definitely wasn't so. I want to. I don't want to say it wasn't strong at the beginning. It was still very strong, but I think because it was so new, and because the business was something that we were building and creating, and we're still creating every single day. Um, you know, there's not some business kit that we were able to grab from the store and figure it out from there. Um, we actually had to create it from the ground up, and she did such an amazing job, you know, finding the foundation of it. Um, I don't know how she did it, but, um, yeah, I, I definitely don't believe in that side of it. Um, maybe there were days that I did don't make business and family, but my entire family does business together. I mean, my dad um, has his own law firm that he has my brother and my brother-in-law in. It's a commercial real estate company. Uh, we kind of just grew up in that. Wow. It's, it's very our family, I guess, to all work together. That's awesome. You guys obviously work pretty well together. Yeah. And outside of working together, we literally like have dinner every night with each other, too. So oh, That's adorable. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely a really strong bond that I'm very grateful for. Nice. So now you're a fitness instructor. Do you do all those areas of fitness that you mentioned that the studio does? Do you do all of it? Um, I do, I would say most of it. The one class that I don't teach, well, I have two concepts I really don't teach right now. There's a yoga sculpt class, which incorporates weights. Mm-hmm. I used to teach that, but there's, like, a lot of overlap with the regular yoga flow that I teach and then, like, the bar class that I teach. So I kind of just stepped back and said, you know what, I teach bar, so I'm okay with not teaching yoga sculpt just so I can kind of give more time to other areas that might need my attention. Um, I do miss teaching that class, but I know that I did need that extra space to, you know, create in other areas and um katie is the only one that teaches a power class right now so i would love to teach that class but i also think that's another another moment of me saying i think i need more time in other areas to make sure that i'm really able to um you know help us grow and develop in other realms of our business gotcha nice and now you also work in nutrition can you talk about what that entails? So yeah, I'm not a nutritionist, but I'm a life coach. So it's all about guiding someone into creating the lifestyle that they want. Um, so we have a studies program at the studio. And what that looks like is talking to our clients about where they want to be, say, in the next few months, the next year, two years from now, whatever it might be. And... We start with their baseline, like, what are you doing right now? What does your daily routine look like? And then from there, we just make small adjustments as we continue to move through the process. And I stress to them how important it is to make the process feel easy. So if at any point they're feeling like something is too much, if they're feeling overwhelmed, then that just means we need to pull it back. Um, 
So what I like to say to them is we just shift the needle like a centimeter. And at the beginning of the process, while that centimeter might not look like there's any change at all, if you continue out with the two lines of um, the shift, essentially there's going to be a massive gap and a change that you see later on. So rather than try to speed up the process because we all want this quick fix, the quick fix isn't something that stays with you. It's the reason why everyone falls off is because it's something that's so um, different than their typical routine that they're already doing that it's so overwhelming, so stressful for their um, routine to bring in. Mm-hmm. And it's something that, you know, if say you don't do the, that routine every single day and you fall off, you're like, all right, well, I guess I failed at it. It's time to just go back to my normal. So within this program, it's all about food and fitness and also shifting the mindset to unprocess the things that maybe we have done before and getting rid of habits that are unnecessary within our routine right now and creating new habits and bringing them into our routine so they stick with us long term. Well, so there's a lot that goes into what you do. Yeah, it's really exciting. It's really exciting to see the shift that my clients have made. Um, it's so amazing to be along the whole journey with them, but to really feel their energy whenever you speak to them about the changes they've made and how they're feeling, because it's all coming back into that feeling and their connection with their purpose within their goal. So the emotions that we have felt throughout this process are so incredible. Um, Yeah, I I can't express how impactful these clients have been on me as well. Um, Seeing how much they've shifted is so motivating that it allows me to find my connection as to why I want to continue on this journey because I continue to feel that, that I'm like, I, I want more of that feeling. So, you know, let's continue to create more. You sound like you really love your job, which is awesome. And also so rare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a little obsessed with it. No, that's great. Cause you don't want to ever feel like you're working, right? That's what the, that's what they say. Right. No, absolutely. That is so true. Um, I would not change a thing. I'm very excited with where I'm at right now. And now, has fitness and nutrition always been something that you've been into? I mean, obviously, fitness, you played basketball all through college, but more the fitness that goes into Sweat Pittsburgh. Is that something that you've always done? Um, No, I mean, yes and no. So I would say no because I wasn't as purposeful with my nutrition, um, I would kind of fluctuate with it. Um, As everyone does. It's very normal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's moments in high school where, um, you know, maybe I was cautious about it for after a workout. So, like, I would get a protein shake after my workout with my personal trainer um, after a lift. But then, you know, snacks and whatnot, but obviously my body was different then, so whatever, I could handle it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In college, oh my gosh, absolutely not. I went wild. 
in college. Um, <laughs> As everyone <laughs> does. It, yeah, I mean, late night pizza, you know, late nights with friends, like, at the college deli, um, which is one of <laughs> the popular bars in Williamsburg. Um, no, I, but then I would go home um, for the summer, and I would be cautious about, like, what I put into my body, so much that I was, like, almost obsessed with, like, being too healthy. And I would come back to college, and people were like, wow, you look really skinny, like, like, have you ever been that tiny before? Like, it almost too tiny. And it was, like, an obsessive thing. I don't know. It was something that was very weird to me back then, and I really dove deep into that um, mindset and tried to, you know, unravel it and try to understand it a little bit more. And that's truly why I started this with um, my buddy's partner is Lauren Kale. She's one of our instructors at Sweat as well. Um, just knowing how unhealthy I had been in the past and trying to understand why maybe I fell off a little bit with my eating habits in college and then would try to bounce back and become obsessive on the other spectrum of being too healthy. I'm not saying that this, that's a thing. Too healthy was more so like I wouldn't allow myself to eat carbs or like healthy fats, mm-hmm. and we need this. Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, I really tried to dive into that mindset of, like, why did I think that way? Why did I feel that way? Because that's the process I needed to unprocess in my mind in order to create um, this new mindset for myself. And that's exactly what we teach to our kind, um, as I explained earlier. But that is why I was really inspired to do something like this, where, sure, we could sell you know, a meal plan and a workout plan for people, but that's, I've done those. They don't work for me. Um, they don't work for those that aren't creating them because it's not their plan. It's not something that fits into their lifestyle. And while it works for some people, um, you know, the, I knew that the people um, at our studio, our community, um, they really want to create that lifestyle for themselves because we have so many different concepts. Not everyone's doing the same classes. Not everyone has the same workout routine. Not everyone's eating the same way. We have a lot of moms at the studio. We have a lot of people my age that are single and in their mid to late 20s. So everyone has a a different lifestyle. Um, I thought it was important to dive deeper into the mind. And if we can do that, we can start to create new habits for ourselves. So I put myself through the process. Lauren put herself through the process well before we even connected to create something like this. And um, once we really got to know each other better at the beginning of our instructor careers together, we just were bouncing all these ideas off one another and came to Sweat Eats. And it has really impacted a lot of people, and we're really excited about it because we feel like we're still at the very beginning of everything. For sure. Yeah. I think that's so cool that you guys cater your nutrition plans, your workout plans to each individual. Because as you said, yeah. some, are, some are moms. Their lifestyle is very different. The amount of times they're able to work out is probably very different compared to someone mm-hmm. more your age who doesn't maybe doesn't have kids and can, you know, get to the class almost every day. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. 
I think that's so cool. And you said that you have been impacted by COVID-19, which is terrible. I mean, a lot of small businesses have been impacted, but it sounds like almost a silver lining where you're going to keep going with the virtual workouts. Yeah, while it was very tough, uh, it really, you know, made an impact on our minds during the beginning of that and still is. Obviously, we're open, but, you know, at the beginning, it was very tough and we had we were forced to go virtual because you know it's our business we need to we need to survive <laughs> um, you know we need to have some income on our own to be making money to support our household but much more than that it's what was going to become of our community um, everyone was struggling at the time and we really wanted to make sure that everybody was getting what they needed. So we quickly tried to put together some live stream classes. Uh, We had the girls in there recording classes so that people had access to those movements and those workouts on their own at home. And it's, you know, I look back on that time of how much we were struggling. mentally and that's what really drove us it was much more than people getting their physical workouts we wanted to right away katie sat us all down and we just started collaborating and throwing stuff at each other you know what what can we do for our community we we need them they need us how can we help them mentally right now so um yeah we were forced to put together the virtual stuff but it it again that silver lining is something that now we're going to carry on with Mm -hmm. and um, something that I think people are still appreciating whenever they can't make it to a class because it just doesn't fit their work schedule. um, They're able to pop one on and, you know, get a short clip workout done. We have some like short clip five minute, you know, ab workouts on there to full classes on there. So, even if you can't fit a full class, you're able to get something done. Yeah, that's so cool because, yeah, maybe a person has to work late and they can't make the class, but they go home later that night and they can do it virtually. Amazing. Yeah, exactly. And some people are even going to class the studio during the day and then going home and popping on something later, you know, whatever it might be, because we have some meditations on there um, and, you know, ways to get in a, a short stretch if you're feeling super tight. So you don't have to do like a full yoga class. You can do a short clip just to, you know, loosen the body up for the evening. Now, another aspect that you work with is beauty products. And you talk about what is actually going into the body and if it's healthy, if it's unhealthy, right? That's a, that's a big part of what you do as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's just something that we feel across the board. So we work with Beauty Counter, um, our instructors are consultants. Not all everybody is, but there's a good bit of us that are consultants for it. And, you know, I was so skeptical about it a couple of years ago before I signed on as a consultant um, because that's just not, I'm not a salesy type person. I don't like to try and sell you products and um, make it feel like I'm pushing stuff on you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to more so just get people engaged in it by 
doing it on my own and maybe posting about it and showing them what I'm doing because it's so important that not only are you putting healthy things internally inside of you, such as food, but also on your skin because we absorb more than 60% of what we put on our skin. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah, it's a scary thought. (laughs) So um, being cautious of what we're putting on our body, making sure, again, it's stuff that our body's going to use in a healthy way. And um, especially with all the skin cancer that we see show up on our body, I had um, basal cells, which is a pretty common skin cancer um, on my neck around my collarbone that I had removed like a few years ago. Um, and that was really eye-opening to me. Um, while that was maybe minor and common, um, my mom had melanoma on her arm um, and had a procedure to have that removed. So knowing that skin cancer is something that's, you know, in my family and other cancers have been in my family, um, just really being cautious of how we can take care of our bodies. Um, I know that, again, going back, there were years that I was damaging my body. And to look back, it's like I cringe, and I'm like, there's nothing that I can do about what I did in the past. However, right now I can focus on how I can control for the future. Um, so being purposeful for, with what we put on our bodies, such as the sunscreen, such as the makeup, um, the lotion that we just put on our body after the shower, um, the face regimen and skin regimen, and even knowing that the products we put on our body from Beauty Counter, there's um, ingredients such as like turmeric, which is a great component to have on your skin or internally for inflammation, for complexion, for tightening your skin. Um, you know, all these products in Beauty Counter use organic and natural ingredients that if you truly study up and learn about these ingredients, like why am I using the other stuff? This is going to work better for me in the long term. Um, So even just like that mindset behind it really got me on board with Beauty Counter, knowing that the long-term effect of using these ingredients that are natural products are going to stay with me in the long term rather than that short term fix again. Yeah, I'm sure you can attest to this. What you put in your body is just as important as, or what you put on your body is just as important as if you're exercising and what, what you're eating. Exactly. Yeah, it's just as important. And to say to that too, it's just as important, important to take a break. Um, you know, we work so hard every day, filling our day to the room with, you know, a happy schedule of work and, you know, trying to get a bunch of stuff done around the house. It's just as important to take a break and to clear your mind and allow yourself to recharge the batteries and to create a space in your mind that can grow and develop because um, a lot of the time when we're working in a space of just getting a lot of tasks done and getting work done, we're working in a state in our brain of survival mode. And when we work in that state of mind, we as humans cannot become open in the, the top part of our mind of being creative and truly growing. So 
um, I try to take that time to even allow myself to that brain food where it's like just clear your mind, take a step back because I know in that moment I'm going to come up with something else for the business or for myself if I just allow that, that space to step back. Absolutely. Always important to take a break no matter what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about how social media comes into play with what you do? Because to me, it seems like you've really built your own brand through Instagram and your website, AnnaKessler.com. Yeah, social media has been a very big platform for me. Um, you know, my we always have our phone. It's easy for me to just, like, tap a picture and post real quick about a workout I'm doing or, you know, something I'm eating. And it's because it's something that I'm following in my everyday life. It's just easier for me to, to continue to promote that. Um, I decided I wanted to build a platform on a website to have people go and, you know, read into my journey so they can better understand why I speak about things a certain way, um, why I go about my for life coaching or my fitness um, ideas a certain way and then it gives them the ability to like, connect with me on a deeper level on my blog um, as I continue to build it because it's still working on adding some more things in there for people to maybe work with me through coaching or just feeding um, you know a community of ways that they can start doing these life coaching habits on their own where they don't necessarily have to do a one-on-one with me they can start feeding into it on their own at home without having to make the full commitment just to get like a taste of it. Um, and social media, Instagram has been a really awesome platform. While it could be something where, you know, you see some great pictures of someone and, you know, it looks like life is incredible and there's no flaws in my life whatsoever. You know, some people tell me how like my life is perfect and it's like, you know, I, I, I need to get a little more raw, I guess, with it, and a little more real. So I, I've tried to post a little bit more of me, maybe not as much filters, and maybe I haven't, like, washed my face in the morning. <laughs> um, but trying to be a little bit more real on it, um, since Instagram can be in real time. But it's a great platform to connect with people um, through direct messaging, through tagging different companies. So, you know, um, I had a post today with Vital Proteins. I've, I've been working with them a little bit on some stuff. Um, but people ask me, you know, what pre-workout do you use? What do you use for energy? And it's like, oh, well, check out my post here. So they can read into it more. And it's a way that they can start to implement things as well. Um, I get a lot of questions about the studio. So, again, it's a platform where I can really put everything I'm doing on there. So if people have questions about it, um, it's easy for them to see it. Yeah, it's, it's a really great platform to, to uh, another place to build community. I think that's um, something that I've found through the website and through Instagram is that community-based. And, you know, I, I love to go on Instagram to learn from other people, um, whether that be like lifestyle fitness bloggers or 
you know, beauty fitness blog or beauty bloggers or um, even some of like life coaches that I look up to. Amazing. Yeah, it, Instagram really is a community. As you, as you said, you've kind of built one. And I bet you've actually caused more people to sign up for Sweat, Sweat Pittsburgh. I, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope so. There's, I don't know if there's a way of telling, but um, I definitely do get messages about the studio. And I just direct people over to how to sign up for it. Or, you know, sometimes we'll do like a free class and promote it that way. Um, so it's, it's really cool. And I love going on Instagram, like after class and seeing our clients posting about the class that they were at and tagging either me or the other instructor that they went to and tagging the studio. Um, it's really, really awesome to see them post about it and just feeling how grateful they feel for the community. So it's again that whole like it comes full circle where they come into class and maybe you know we chat for a moment but then whenever they're posting about it on instagram it's like wow like they were really impacted by this class by the community inside the studio that they wanted to go out and post about it on their page yeah that must feel awesome when you turn on instagram and you have all these notifications yeah, it's it's a really cool feeling. It really is. It that human interaction and that connection is something that as humans like we crave and we want and we need. So, you know, while it, it might feel like a simple post, it it really makes a big impact on us as instructors. So, I'm really grateful for them. And I admire you for getting more raw with your Instagram because you're right. A lot of people use Instagram to just post the highlights of their life. I'm guilty of that on my personal page as well. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something. And I still will take a picture of myself and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't know if I can post that. That's heinous. (laughs) (laughs) But I try to, like, talk myself down. I'm like, but this is, you know, people can connect with this. They can connect with what's raw and what's real. Absolutely. Where every day isn't necessarily what people are connecting with. It's nice for them to look at, but, you know, I want to connect with them so that they want to continue to follow me to learn and grow. And then I get to learn from them too because if I'm more raw and real, then people will start to DM me more. And then I get to learn about them. And that experience helps me grow. So, um, you know, it goes both ways. For sure. And I've really enjoyed our conversation. I like to end the podcast with a couple of fun questions. How does that sound? That sounds great. All right. So I saw on your website that you like One Tree Hill. That's my all-time favorite show. What is your favorite season? Oh, gosh. Um... I would have to say, I mean, the first season, I mean, they're all great, but the first season's just like, you know, just like any sequel that happens, it's like the first movie is always the best one, even though um, the characters are like just so young and like so different by the end because like their characters just shift, like Nathan's character is (laughs) so different, (laughs) so so different, (laughs) he's my favorite. But, (laughs) uh, love Nathan. But 
I would have to say the first season because it really just sets the tone for, for um, you know, the whole series. Um, you know, they're in high school, and it's just, you look back, and it's everything about high school that, you know, the old-time movies that we would, like, watch. It's, like, everything about it is just so great from how they all connect and how, like, they all start their relationships with each other. So I really love the first season because it's like their first relationships with each other, how they felt about each other, and then how you like watch them grow into their bigger relationships later on. So yeah, I'd have to say the first season. Okay, I respect that answer, but I'm going season three and four. <laughs> those are so good. Okay, why those? Well, I mean, not to give spoilers away, but season three is... Um, like the aftermath of who set the fire and then Nathan and Haley are kind of broken up for a while and it's just great. Uh, and then season four, you got Psycho Derek, you got um, yep. <laughs> Lucas finally falling in love or finally being with Peyton and then the whole drama of who saw Dan shoot Keith. A lot of spoilers, so apologies if no one saw <laughs> One Tree Hill because I just laid a lot out there. Oh my gosh, I know. Yeah, they were great. And then I, I, I do love the, um, like, the last season as well. I mean, watching them all, like, kind of go off and create, like, their own thing at the end there is really cool. But, no, I, I agree with you. Although I will say that I, um, towards the end, I was getting a little annoyed with, you know, the Peyton relationship. I was just like, all right, you know what? You guys need to get together already. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, with um, I got annoyed later in the seasons when Jamie just had way too much of way too much storyline. I get it; he's a cute kid, but still. <laughs> I agree with that one as well. They've really brought it the last season. I agree with you. That's one of the better seasons because they cut down on Jamie, and I don't know. I just feel like every character brought it. Loved that season. Yeah. Oh, and I love Clay. Clay Evans was another one that had my heart. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Very good looking. <laughs> no, those are great seasons. Um, yeah, I like how, uh, you know, while uh, like Luke Gears and Payne didn't have a lot to do with the last season, maybe that's probably why. <laughs> <laughs> I just love them at the beginning, though. They were such awesome actors, and just, like, the personality they put on Peyton was so amazing. Um, Brooke Davis, obviously, is um, you know, just a boss babe. Loved mm-hmm. her. But as always, Nathan will have my heart, even though he went through that crazy hair stage and miserable <laughs> stage of life when he got injured. Oh gosh, yes. Oh, that hair. Yikes. But I know. For something. I it was know. only for a few episodes, though. You didn't have to deal with it for too long. That's true. That's true. And then, you know, it was great watching, um, you know, Steve and Claudie come on. Yeah, who would have ever thought from Laguna Beach that he would wind up being an actor? I know, right? Another one. Wow, they had some great, great actors. Oh, and I even forgot, um, dude, what's his name? Um, I shouldn't. Uh, Joe Manganiello actually was on the show for a bit, and he is a Matt Lebanon, um, or Matt Lebanon native. Oh, I didn't even so, know that. Wow. Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> now married to Sofia Vergara, but. Yes. Yeah, so it was cool to see that because it's 
being one of my favorite shows. Like, wow. Very cool. All right. Yeah. Again, apologies to everyone because I just gave away so many spoilers. But next question. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite vacation spot? Oh. Um, I would have to say the Bahamas. Nice. When did you yeah, go there? We lot, um, we've been there quite a few times. Actually, my brother and sister both got married there. Oh, wow. Uh, like uh, a week or so apart from each other, too. Um, <laughs> so did you stay there? <laughs> yeah, we went down for like two weeks and just stayed there. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So that was really cool. Um, but we had been there quite a few times before that, and then we've been back there a few times since. Um, it's just a place that we know very well, and it's obviously near and dear to our hearts because of the experiences that we've had there with our weddings. And, um, yeah, it's just something we always want to go back to because we get to relive it in a way. That's amazing. Hopefully you can get back there soon. We'll see how... Uh coronavirus goes but gosh i know i know i would love to i've been wanting to and you know it's really put a damper on the vacation plans but that's right i totally understand and we'll be ready whenever you know the world is ready to move again (laughs) so now when the time comes for you to get married if that's in your future if that's what you want do you have to do it in the bahamas Well, I will make sure it's somewhere just as good. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. You should one-up them. Find an even better spot. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how I can one-up them with that one. It it went pretty amazing. Um, Their trip, and obviously it's such a beautiful, beautiful island with such amazing people that um, I don't know how I could one-up them, but... Maybe I can. We'll see. <laughs> you got to get married in like the Maldives or Bora Bora, like somewhere crazy. Right, exactly. <laughs> Make everyone fly like 25 hours just to get there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It'll have to be somewhere like super crazy, you know, maybe run a private island somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> Dream big. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right, last question. If you could have dinner with one person, dead or alive, who would it be? I would have dinner with, I think it's a couple, it would be Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds. Okay, very nice. Yeah, I mean, Ryan Reynolds is hilarious, and I love him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Blake Lively is, like, a huge inspiration and, like, role model of mine. Um, Like, she just has, it seems, obviously I don't know her, (laughs) it just seems like she has such a genuine heart, but um, she is one that I've been really just, um, she just has a lot of stuff that she does outside of the actress world that I really look up to her for. So if it had to be one person, it would be her. Okay. Um, I feel like I would have like a lot to learn from her and I would love to like listen to her talk about her views of some things that are going on in the world. And she, again, is just such a big inspiration. Anytime she speaks, whether it's, you know, for a role that she's playing or for a, you know, a view outside of the, you know, the celebrity role that she's playing, um, she just has this genuine manner about her. And you can hear, like, 
the emotion behind how she speaks, that she truly is, you know, connected with purpose behind what she's speaking to. And that's just really inspiring to me, you know? Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that's someone I, I would love. That would be even one person I would love to have dinner with. I'll have to look her up because honestly, I didn't know she was that involved in other things aside from being an actress. If I was at that dinner, I would have just asked what it was like to film Gossip Girl. <laughs> right? <laughs> Another great show. <laughs> right? Oh, I'm so funny. Yeah, she, she does a lot outside of um, at being an actress. And I honestly didn't know for the longest time until like maybe a couple of years ago. And then more recently, really, really honed into it and um yeah but regardless if it's stuff that I believe in or don't believe in um of what she maybe her her views of things which most of the time it is what I believe in um but just saying on a political side you know regardless of what you believe in or what you don't believe in it's just truly inspiring that feeling that emotion behind it and that's you know if any if anyone, you know, could take anything from her, it's really like the emotion and drive behind what she's saying. And that I would love to have some more of. Nice. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really had a blast talking with you. And if I ever get to Pittsburgh, I'm coming into sweat Pittsburgh. I'm making you set up a whole routine for me. Can't wait. <laughs> I love it. No, thank you so much, Bridget. I really appreciate it. I had so much fun today. Great. Um, yes. For everyone in Pittsburgh, please let me know, and we'll get you into some classes and show you around Pittsburgh. Perfect. And also, hey, give out your Instagram handle and your website so people can check it out. Absolutely. So my Instagram is Anna underscore and my website is AnnaKessler.com. Perfect. Everyone check that out. All right, everyone. That was my chat with Anna Kessler. I hope you enjoyed it. Really cool to hear all about her basketball career and also really interesting to hear about Sweat Pittsburgh. I have a lot of respect for people that start their own business. I think it's so cool and also really brave. I'll be back soon to speak with another outstanding athlete.